politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Miniman standing at the ready to fight anew for sanity, for freedom, for life, liberty, property. If you are looking for all of the above, this is your one-stop shop. Daniel Horowitz, your host, back here in the house. Uh, See our podcast. It is Friday the 11th, although it feels a lot more like Friday the 13th. We have a nightmare of a corrupt, evil government, not in China, North Korea, and Russia, although they certainly are evil, but right here in the United States, every Western former democracy We have them destroying our bodies, our lives, our health, our freedoms, our economy. And where do we turn? Last night, 18 Republicans joined with every Democrat to vote for the omnibus and everything that it will induce, the inflation, COVID fascism, the insanity in Ukraine, open borders, criminality, you name it, all funded in that bill. You look across the legislatures, they're barely doing anything good. Kind of reminds me, Psalms 121. I shall raise my eyes to the mountains from where will my help come. My help is from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to falter. Your guardian will not slumber. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is your shadow. He is by your right hand. And ultimately, we are in God's palm. All we can do is speak the truth, and try to harness those opportunities that indeed, as I note, we do get every day, and certainly every week, to use the news cycle, to use what's going on to our advantage. The public polling shows people are on our side, people are outraged. And indeed, this is why the Democrats are likely going to get crushed beyond belief. But we don't have any earthly movement to turn to. Because it's all going to go into the left hand, the right hand, the left hand of the same beast. How do we evacuate from that? I don't have an answer to that yet. We came up with some you know, small ideas, running independent with the right candidates, with the right message, the right persona. We're, we're going to do that. We're going to have more of these candidates on the show. For now, all we can do is speak the truth. And I am telling you what is going on in Ukraine. I knew from day one it didn't make sense based on the visceral reaction of the Western oligarchs. This is about a lot more than just Putin's an evil guy and invading, and of course he is. Just like the virus was evil and a terrible thing too, but it didn't didn't change the fact that the response to the virus was just as evil and actually tied in to the creation of the virus. Same thing here. The response of what we're doing in Ukraine ties into why did this happen in Ukraine in the first place? Seems like a very obscure place, but indeed it was the number one playground of the very oligarchs that are not just running the universe, inducing green energy, which is clearly the new play, but actually a continuation of the old play of COVID fascism. So we're going to get into that later today. For now, one thing you can do is use the God-given knowledge we have about immune systems to boost your own health. That's why Dr. Vladimir Zelenko created Z-Stack. It's specially formulated to boost your immune system by including the right amounts of zinc, quercetin, vitamin C, vitamin D, all in one pill. 
Um, so you can order a bottle or two or three by going to zstacklife.com slash Daniel and put in promo code Daniel for a small discount. Uh, it is GMP certified, produced right here in the USA. Now more than ever, you have to take control of your own health. Go to zstacklife.com slash Daniel, promo code Daniel. Now, before we get to Ukraine being the playground and really tying into the nexus of Wuhan, Peter Daszak, EcoHealth, this company we all need to be um, aware of that has been operating there. Metabiota, we're going to talk about that. Hunter Biden and why they care so much. What's going on with those biolabs? What they represent? We're going to give you a good sense of that today, but I just want to start off with a clip from Governor DeSantis in Florida. The one place we do have a control group, we do have that one shining example of what could be. So obviously, they've been yelping about this bill that merely bars teachers only through third grade that the governor is signing from mentioning and talking about and teaching sexuality. Okay? Something you would think everyone agrees to. And the left's in an uproar because they're a bunch of pedophiles, and that's re- that's really where this is headed, by the way. The P is going to be added to that alphabet soup, the sexual licentious alphabet soup. So um, the governor took a call from the Disney CEO who was berating him because Disney, as if they don't have enough uh, sex scandals themselves, they're concerned that we don't have the right to teach children about licentious things. Why not? Take a look or take a listen to this two-minute clip from the governor, what he had to say about it. So here's what I can tell you. Uh, In the state of Florida, uh, we are not going to allow them to inject transgenderism into kindergarten. First graders shouldn't have uh, woke gender ideology imposed in their curriculums. And that is what we're standing for because we're standing for the kids and we're standing for the parents. Uh, And I can tell you this, the chance that I am going to back down from my commitment to students and back down from my commitment to parents' rights yeah. simply because of fraudulent media narratives or pressure from woke corporations, the chances of that are zero. Yeah. And when you have companies that have made a fortune off being family friendly and catering to families and young kids, you know, they should understand that parents of young kids do not want this injected into their kids' kindergarten classroom. Uh, They do not want their first graders to go and being told that they can choose an opposite gender. That is not appropriate for those kids. And so if you're family friendly, understand uh, the parents who are actually raising families 
want to have their rights respected. And I also think that if you have companies like a Disney that are going to say and criticize parents' rights, they're going to criticize the fact uh, that we don't want transgenderism in kindergarten and first grade classrooms, if that's the hill that they're going to die on, then how do they possibly explain lining their pockets with their relationship from the Communist Party of China? Because that's what they do, and they make a fortune and they don't say a word about the really brutal practices uh, that you see over there at the hands of the CCP. And so in Florida, our policy is going to be based on the best interest of Florida citizens, not on the musing of global corporations. And I'm going to tell you guys, um, after listening to that, <clears throat> it really makes me very sad because... I almost wish DeSantis didn't exist because then we think it's just impossible to get a normal, sane human being elected. But we do have him elected. And what that reveals, remember, Florida is trending red, but Trump won it by three points. It wasn't a huge thing. What about the states Trump carried by 20, 30 points? The Dakotas, Idaho, <clears throat> Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, Tennessee, all these type of states. What, what's with them? How come we don't have a governor in any of those states where, you know, Democrats, it's almost impossible for them to win? And now with Biden having a 15% approval rating in most of these states, yet they still won't fight like him. And what is so amazing about DeSantis is that he's touching on the fulcrum of what makes red states blue. And that is culturally the people might be one way, but the business interests are the same. And in fact, especially in the smaller states, they overpower them. So hence, in a state like Arkansas, the people might believe in one thing, but Walmart, Tyson's, and J.B. Hunt run the state. And that's what the Republicans focus on. And <clears throat> that is the bidding they choose to fulfill and indulge with all their legislation, all their policies, their executive actions, and even the courts. So here you have the largest corporation, the most famous corporation in Florida, Disney, making a demand. And not only does he say he's not giving in, but he goes on <coughs> goes on offense and attacks Disney for being nothing but an arm for China and not caring about children and parents. <coughs> Why can we not have that? Why can't we have nice things? Why? And the answer is because we're stuck on stupid, we're stuck on this phony Republican Party that's going to continue screwing us. Get that through your heads. There is no difference <clears throat> between a Republican and a Democrat other than <clears throat> because we only have two parties there's a handful of Republicans that might do the right thing here and there because they have nowhere else to go. <clears throat> How do we harness that <clears throat> to create a new movement? This is something I do want to develop. But remember, at a time when COVID is such a liability for them, they don't even want to talk about it. They wrote an article on DeSantis. Why is he talking about COVID so much? Let's move on. There is so much they don't want to talk about. And yet at the same time, they're continuing destroying the lives of military service members, 
of healthcare workers, denying treatment for organ transplants. And just yesterday, TSA announced another month extension of forcing people, criminalizing the breathing of a human being, the existence of a human being on an airplane. Again, we've become so desensitized. Oh, the mask mandate. That's not what it is. It's criminalizing your breathing. It's an atrocity. It's inhumane. How does that even go on for a day? Yet even once it finally becomes you know, unpopular, they still don't want to fight for us. Did you hear a single Republican? No, we're not voting for this bill that funds the TSA mask mandate. You better get rid of that. That alone, I guarantee you, if the entire party would have fought that, they would have had the leverage to get rid of it. But once again, they had this clever standalone vote. In other words, they did a standalone vote on the mask mandate, and it was voted down 49-50, a long party line vote, in off the idiot who decided at 100 years old to run for re-election, and now is too sick to even be there. So he was home in Oklahoma, so they didn't have 50, but you know Harris would have broke the tie anyway. The point is, they're hoodwinking you, because then, what happens if you vote down my amendment? Then I filibuster the underlying budget bill. Nope, Republicans went and voted for it. Again, 18 Republicans. I don't remember it offhand. You can see it's the latest roll call vote in the Senate. Both Alabama senators, both Mississippi senators. Offhand, I remember that. Deep right states voted for that bill. That's how broken it is. But I want to go on into a broader, broader narrative today. What I think is really going on in Ukraine. First... It's important to remember at a time like this, when we have a food shortage and food prices skyrocketing, never forget that the same way we have a healthcare cartel, we have a food cartel induced by the same government, subsidies, regulations, market distortions, monopolies. 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company owned by the freaking Chinese and you know, the food quality is bad, the pricing is bad, even though God has given us more food than any nation on earth, and we just pissed it away. That's why I need you to support Moinkbox. It's a Missouri family, fifth-generation farmer, small business, quintessentially American. They grow the best grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb and deliver it right to your house in a box, pastured pork and chicken, uh, sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon. And uh, not only does it taste great, but it is truly healthy. God knows what all this stuff is doing to us, the antibiotics, the um, you know preservatives that are put into the food. Truly or good-tasting, organic American food. You'll say, oink, oink, I'm just as happy I got moinked. How do you do that? By going to moinkbox.com slash conservative to sign up um, <clears throat> to get, you know, basically you could make your own boxes, what you want mailed to you every month. By doing that, you will get, listen to this, an entire free filet mignon for a year will come with your boxes. Complimentary. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, Again, go to moinkbox.com. That's M-O-I-N-K box.com slash conservative. Okay. So, folks, we've never seen a social media indulgence orgy like we've seen with Ukraine. 
And as we well know, this viciousness of cutting off the Russians and, you know, just exalting Ukrainians is not born out of care for humanity because, as we noted, it's not like they're assembling an army and going there. They're just pouring fuel on the fire, the worst possible outcome that's going to lead to the most bloodshed. It's not going to help the Ukrainian people. You either go all in or you agree to the terms. And again, those terms are already set based on all the stupid things that NATO has been doing, um, being strong against Russia and weak at the same time in the worst way. So again, don't don't throw at me, Daniel, that's a Russian propaganda. Dude, this is reality. Russia being evil and China being evil doesn't take away the evil of our government and and all the Western oligarchs. But right away I saw it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm getting more visceral reaction online from these bots than even I did with COVID. When COVID, I led the fight in this. I'm not so into it. I'm just kind of a little passive aggressive on it because I'm still trying to focus on our issues. But... You know, there's people out there, they have these pictures of me making fun of the way I look and everything. And I I never saw that with COVID or anything else I said that was against the system. Clearly, this is something that was planned. It was orchestrated. It's not organic coming from the Ukrainian people. It's coming from big tech, the Western oligarchs, the same nexus of tech, media, biolabs, the U.S. government, Western oligarchs that created COVID and created COVID fascism. So not only is Ukraine the fourth vaccine in the sense that it's a distraction from COVID, not only is it the fourth booster in the sense that it's the fourth catalyzing event used for a great reset. Again, January 6th, BLM with George Floyd, COVID, and now Ukraine, and to induce our de- you know dependency on green energy, cutting off fossil fuels, creating chaos, inflation, poverty, so they can further control us. That's all true. But it actually ties right back in to COVID in so many ways, more ways than you can think. And I want to go through some of the evidence that we've already seen, that what we know is out there. And let's do this together. Email me, dhorowitz at blazemedia.com, Horowitz at startmail.com if you prefer the better encrypted email. Um, email me your thoughts, You know what you found. It, this is all open source. It's all out there. This was the number one playground. It's, it's not a coincidence that over the last 15 years there's been a tremendous amount of outbreaks in Ukraine. So right off the bat... We had, you know, last Tuesday, Victoria Newland, she is the Undersecretary of State for Political Affairs, said to Marco Rubio in a Senate Foreign Relations Committee hearing that Ukraine's biological research facilities, facilities, which in fact we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of these research materials from falling into the hands of Russian forces. Should they approach? Now the World Health Organization is calling on Ukrainian officials to, quote, destroy high-threat pathogens to prevent any potential spills during the fighting. What is going on there? Why are they there? The fact that this is not the biggest news, that Republicans gave up their leverage and, and, and promoted not just the omnibus, but $14 billion in Ukrainian funding, 
without asking the most salient question of all this. Putting aside the Ukrainian-Russian conflict, putting aside China and Putin and their comments, forget about from the from the war standpoint, from a COVID standpoint. They'd like for us to forget, but we've just gone through something that has killed millions of people in the world, almost a million in the United States, debilitated several, several million more in the United States. Lockdowns that debilitated so many people, destroyed a generation of children, physical health, mental health, educational attainment. Millions injured by this poison, and who knows if that's going to turn into tens of millions or hundreds of millions from the shots. The unethical lies that we catch from Pfizer every day. I mean, I have a piece out today just quantifying myocarditis. You know, in their booster study, they had 25 males, 16 and 17. Just in that age cohort, they had one myocarditis case. Now, I'm not going to tell you that proves it's 1 in 25. But their sample, it's too too small to determine that, it shows 1 in 25. Out of a sample of 25, they already had one that was diagnosed with myocarditis in in a very short period of follow-up. And again, I think the evidence is now showing that if just because you didn't have chest pains in the first month or so doesn't mean it won't come up in the ensuing months or years. And, and the evidence now shows that it will. So we've gone through all this. And still, there's nobody in the Republican Party or media who wants to question, where did this thing that's on, it, it's on par with the Holocaust, what it caused, where did it come from? Okay, we know it was manufactured. We know it wasn't natural, that's for sure. Who was behind it? Okay, and to the best of our knowledge, it's almost clear that Peter Daszak, working with UNC Chapel Hill scientist um, Ralph Barrick at EcoHealth Alliance, that they created the gain-of-function research. They were working with Xi, the Chinese bat lady in Wuhan, for years on this development, there's an entire timeline we've gone through before. They were working on this stuff for, for over a decade, really more than two decades. And there's no doubt that it arose from what they were working on. How many people were involved? What levels of government? Dr. Andrew Huff, we had him on the, on the show. He worked with Peter Daszak. He believes Daszak works for the CIA. He claims that Daszak himself told him that blatantly when he worked with him at EcoHealth and that um, you know, it was more of a DOD CIA operation than it was an NIH operation. That, that's his belief. We know that that our government has is running dozens of other similar labs to Wuhan throughout the world in third world countries with weak institutions and corrupt leaders like Ukraine. Ukraine was one of the biggest ones. And now we know they're there. And again, I'm not trying, everyone's like, Daniel, are you saying that Putin was justified and he's a hero saving humanity, destroying the bio lab? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's immaterial. Put Putin on a shelf for a minute. We as Americans should be concerned in our own right from a viral standpoint of what is there? Why is it there? Where is it? What are they doing? Who's behind it? And where else in the world is this taking place? And why don't we have stuff into in, in, in measures in place to ensure we don't have another COVID? Is that too much to ask? That is the biggest issue right now in my mind. Certainly a lot to talk about with energy 
and the Great Reset, what they're doing to destroy our economy and inflation. I have a piece out also from yesterday on conservation lands and ethanol that are driving up the cost of food. And if we would get rid of some of those regs, we'd be able to help our food supply. But this is really the big issue because it merges it. This is why you have such a visceral response from the government with Ukraine because they're hiding the dead bodies of what likely would reveal numerous spheres of corruption, but most potently, the very corruption that led to the creation of the virus that basically destroyed humanity as we know it. So what is that evidence? Well, this this uh, segment is sponsored by our friends at Patriot Academy. If you want to get together with the best patriots in your neighborhood, sign up at patriotacademy.com to be a constitution coach. What does that mean? It means you download their constitution coach program where you learn about the constitution, American history from Rick Green and historian David Barton and several others. And that way you could red pill everyone you know in your neighborhood as to what our country was founded on and how we no longer abide by those constitutional values. And we could start formulating these local cells to work on these strike force teams in our counties, our states, to take back one area at a time, electorally, policy, legally. Again, we're going to follow up on a lot of these ideas, but today I want to get more into the Ukrainian corruption. So again, go to patriotacademy.com, sign up as a constitution coach today to help restore our constitutional republic. So folks, um, it all starts News Punch. Okay, News Punch is a website. They recovered about a dozen documents deleted by the U.S. Embassy in Kiev detailing the U.S. funding of multiple biolabs throughout the country. You know, usually several million in funding per, uh, per venue. And they deleted it. Um, but indeed, everything is recoverable on the internet nowadays, so News Punch has it posted. There's a deleted web article from bioprepwatch.com. That article was posted on June 18th, 2010. It was recovered by the National Pulse. That's um, Rahim Kassam's group. He's done a terrific job really leading on this, recovering this information. There's several articles out. Um, but the article he recovered from 2010 titled Biolab Opens in Ukraine. It explains how Obama, while serving as Illinois senator, together with Indiana Senator Dick Luger, he was the rhino at the time we spent forever trying to get him out of office. He was the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee at the time. Um, I was involved in getting him out in primaries, and of course we we defeated him, but then lost the general election because the Republicans sabotaged us. But that's a different deal. But Barack Obama helped negotiate a deal to build a level three biosafety lab in, in Odessa, Ukraine, in 2005. It's Western Ukraine, 2005. That's when they constructed it. That article from BioPrep Watch was included in issue number 818 of the Air Force's Counter Proliferation Center's Outreach Journal. So it's not just some finding some random website's article um, on it. So clearly it was important. But what was being done there? 2011 report from the U.S. National Academy of Sciences Committee 
on anticipating biosecurity challenges of the global expansion of high containment biological laboratories. They explained that basically it was a project between the Ministry of Health in Ukraine and the DOD, remember, DOD is the dirtier player than even NIH, focused on, quote, preventing the spread of technologies, pathogens, and knowledge that can be used in the development of bioweapons. What was the permit for? To work with both bacteria and viruses of the first and second pathogenic groups. So highly pathogenic viruses and bacterias. That was their playground. A separate document, the National Pulse reports, detailed Ukraine's biolab network for the bioweapons prevention project, explains they were studying Ebola and viruses of pathogenicity group 2 by use, by using of virology, molecular serologica, and express methods. The lab provided special training for specialists on biosafety and biosecurity issues during handling of dangerous biological pathogenic agents. And, and and before we go on, again, folks, you know, back in my ignorant time before we understood this, I would have been like, all right, they're trying to get ahead of pathogens. Heck, maybe they are screwing with Russia, trying to match them with bioweapons. Good for America. Let's, you know, let's show Russia we're doing this. I would have been all for that. But, you know, we kind of had the worst event in probably our history, in the history of the of the world, the SARS-CoV-2 outbreak that was created from this type of research. So maybe we should be a little bit concerned about this. So that was created by Obama, negotiated by Obama. Who runs these labs? So there's this um, Bulgarian investigative journalist, independent journalist, Dilyana Gaitazvina, Gaitaziva, I'm not pronouncing it correctly, is a great follow on Twitter. Her last name, last name is G-A-Y-T-A-N-D-Z-H-I-E-V-A. So she has a very, very detailed article, well-researched, has all the documents, identified biotech company Metabiota, Inc., biotech company based in San Francisco, heavily supported by Google as the main player in the Ukrainian labs. It's basically a company that tracks the trajectory of outbreaks. They have all these like models of predicting where and when and the severity of the next pandemics like Ebola in Africa, and then they sell pandemic insurance. But the thing is, like we see with all the corruption, they play both sides of the fence. They seem to have a hand in the actual labs that, as we painfully learned over the past two years, might be the source of some of the outbreaks, and then they predict them and then sell pandemic insurance. She explains, the U.S. company Metabiota, Inc., she has all the documents for this, has been awarded 18.4 million federal contracts under the Pentagon's DTRA program in Georgia and Ukraine for scientific and technical consulting services. Metabiota services include global field-based biological threat research, pathogen discovery, outbreak response, and clinical trials. Metabiota Inc. has been contracted by the Pentagon to perform work for the DTRA before and during the Ebola crisis in West Africa, was awarded $3.1 million for work in Sierra Leone, 
one of the countries at the epicenter of the last uh, Ebola outbreak. Now, folks, just think about this. You know, Georgia and Ukraine, I mean, again, Putin's an evil guy, but like, it doesn't take away the fact that what are we doing there? And, you know, you can't poke an evil bear like the Russian bear with biological weapons on their border, setting up shop on former Soviet satellites, threatening to go into NATO, poking them, but then relying on their energy, being weak in your own military deterrent, culturally, with the transgenderism in the military and everything, so he doesn't fear you anymore. He knows you're dependent on him. You crush all your fossil fuels for green energy. So yeah, I mean, he's kind of going to respond to that. He's going to respond to that. Well, Danny, we, we got to do something. You support Russia. Well, what do you want from me? This is what we've been doing there. But again, putting the war aside, we should be concerned independent of the war. Let's say this whole thing never broke out. We should have known about this. In August 2018, Metabiota announced it had been awarded a subcontract from Black and Veatch, BNV, to support the U.S. Defense Threat Reduction Agency, as DTRA, Cooperative Biological Engagement Program in Iraq. Black and Veatch is a Kansas City based engineering firm. I looked it up. They're listed as the contractor on one of the DOD funded veterinary biolabs in Ukraine tasked with working on pathogens. That's among the documents recovered by News Punch that we mentioned earlier from the U.S. Embassy in Kiev. Okay? If you look at the document, it um, it's the title of the document. Let me get this here. Institute of Veterinary Medicine of the National Academy of Agrarian Sciences fact sheet. One of the contractors was Black and Veatch. And it was a permit for working with pathogens. And the laboratory cost about $2.1 million from DOD investments. Last year, I'm just gathering all the evidence that I've worked on this morning. The San Francisco-based Metabiota predicted, this is last year during COVID, Metabiota predicted a 47 to 57% chance there will be another pandemic that will kill even more people than COVID. Folks, what do they know that we don't know? Notice this has been a pattern. I could say for my part, I never paid attention to this over the past 15 years, but people like Bill Gates and Fauci have been warning with certitude there will be another pandemic. I mean, Gates has been saying that forever. He's saying it now, but he was saying it before COVID. We talked about on... January 10th, 2019, just days before Biden was sworn in. Um, remember, Biden, uh, Fauci gave a speech at Georgetown. He said, with certitude, there will be a, another uh, a pandemic in the next uh, administration. And that was on, in the same week that they conduct, conducted war games on pandemic response that literally seemed to be exactly what we wound up doing. And it was also the same week, again, this last week of Trump's presidency that they were preparing for Biden, that they put a new regulation in the Federal Register greasing the skids for emergency use authorizations and basically breaking down all the regulatory barriers that that ultimately 
were exactly the path they used to develop all of their therapeutics and, and shots. Okay, just I just want you guys to remember that. Now, what is um what is the record of this metabiota company? What sort of work have they done? So as we mentioned before, <clears throat> they were one of the ones leading the pandemic response in Sierra Leone during the 2014 Ebola outbreak. Now, I don't have time to read through this. I'm not going to read through the whole thing. But if you just Google CBS, World Health Organization, Metabiota, Ebola response in Sierra Leone. And you'll see CBS did an investigation. This was in 2016 where they have emails from top WHO officials basically saying that metabiota is toxic. They had, quote, absolutely no control on what is being done. Um, U.S. health official Austin Demby, who was dispatched to the area, um, to the metabiota shared lab in Sierra Leone by CDC, he reported, quote, the cross-contamination potential is huge and, quite frankly, unacceptable. Basically saw um, witness... Needles littering the floor of the lab, the lack of an ultraviolet light for decontamination, and not enough space to process blood samples safely. CBS also quotes a representative of Doctors Without Borders who claims she saw cross-contamination, lack of proper hygiene, and protective gear as the workers moved from the lab to, the, to, to people's homes. And, and she was like, I, I, I stayed away from that lab. So Interesting. Interesting. This is a CBS open source investigative report quoting Doctors Without Borders, a CDC official, WHO officials, that this place was dirty as anything. They're running, now remember, Metabiota is running most, if not all, of the labs in Ukraine. Who is the CEO of Metabiota? His name is Dr. Nathan Wolf, with an E at the end. He's a virologist. He's been a member of the official journal of, you guessed it, Eco Health Alliance, Peter Daszak's group, the company which at the center of the gain-of-function research, which likely is responsible in part, if not completely, for what has killed our lives, mental health, society, economy. Who is this guy? So he's tied into EcoHealth and Peter Daszak, very close. He's, he's co-authored a lot of papers on bats and coronaviruses, with Peter Daszak. In an interview with The Edge in 2009, he said as follows, If you want to think about my work, one way to think of me is as a curator of microbial collections. I'm sorry, microbial collections. Microbial collections. I have these massive repositories. I have sites all around the world that are aimed at collecting interesting microorganisms, and then I enter into collaborations with different groups. Instead of coming to look at my beetle collections, I send them specimens that I think they are likely to find of interest, and they study them for novel agents. Really, it's a sort of microbial museum. A microbial museum. Listen to what he's saying. As a consequence, I have a very low footprint in the USA. I have an office not much bigger than your suite. It's not huge, even though my enterprise is very costly to sustain. It is very easy for me to move around. That is the creepiest thing you've ever heard now that we've experienced the last two years. Low imprint in the USA. No one ever heard of it. 
It's a tiny storefront thing in San Francisco. Um, Metabiota, Dr. Nathan Wolf. But boy, oh boy, do I have a vast empire all over the world. A microbial museum. Collections of all sorts of pathogens. Gee, shouldn't we be concerned about this? Don't we have a law on the U.S. books banning gain-of-function research? Hasn't EcoHealth Alliance been cited by NIH? I mean, they're, they're being used as the fall guy. NIH was in on this, but NIH did rebuke them for violating the gain-of-function research. And yet EcoHealth is tied into Metabiota, tied into Nathan Wolf, and he's running these labs that now the WHO and our own government is like, oh my gosh, got to destroy them, make sure the pathogens don't get out. Really? Nothing to see here? Unbelievable. Then, of course, there's Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. National Pulse has found financial reports revealing that they've done great work. Kudos to Rahim on this. Revealing that the investment firm of Hunter Biden, it's Rosemont Seneca Technology Partners, that's his investment firm, led Metabiota's first round of funding, which amounted to $30 million. So they really got Metabiota off the ground. They also report that former managing director and co-founder of Rosemont with Hunter, his name is Neil Callahan. That's a name that appears many times on Hunter Biden's hard drive. He also sits on the board of advisors of Metabiota. I also looked him up and I found it happens to be Callahan is also the co-founder of Pilot Growth Management, which is the current the currently the number one investor in Metabiota. So Hunter is fully involved in Metabiota. We also know if you go to EcoHealth's 2014 annual report, you'll find that Metabiota is listed as, as one of their partners together with the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID's PREDICT project. That's, that's the dirty project that predicts, prevents emerging disease threats, but instead causes them. So EcoHealth, working with Metabiota, working for USAID's PREDICT, funded by Hunter Biden's investment firm and co-founder who, wor- who's, who works with Metabiota and funds it, work together on the Wuhan lab with bat lady Xi Zengli. They also reveal in the National Pulse article that researchers from Metabiota have also been listed alongside EcoHealth Alliance personnel on a 2014 study on hennepavirus spillover 2014 study on Ebola monitoring, 2015 study focused on herpes, and a 2015 study on viral diversity. So Peter Daszak, EcoHealth, Nathan Wolf, Metabiota, Hunter Biden, Wuhan Lab, and Ukraine all tie back together. And now the WHO says, oh my gosh, there's pathogens floating around Ukraine. What is the average American supposed to think? You know, we have all these so-called conservative commentators calling people like us 
Putin puppets and, and, and they're juicing the skids for the next genocide, siding with the same corrupt oligarchs that are literally behind COVID and COVID fascism. And to them, there's nothing to see. But Soviet Union, nostalgia for the 1980s, protect us from Putin, Ukraine, good. What? There's so much more going on here. And that would explain this obsessive censorship. Now, this has become the new censorship. If you say anything bad about the Ukrainian regime, it's like saying things bad about the vaccine now. It ties in. Literally, you get you get kicked off Twitter. Okay? This is from Reuters. I'm sure some of you saw this. Facebook allows war posts urging violence against Russian invaders. So they're making an exception to their anti-violence. You could wish death on any Russian. Notice the pattern now. They create a Bible, a sense of morality of good and evil. You, in pursuit of what they call good, no holds barred. You could, you could kill people. You could do anything you want. But you better not criticize them. How does this not send chills down your spine? Again, there's the East and the West. I mean, it's not really the East. I'm just saying relative to the West. Whatever you want to call that cabal. North, North Korea, China, Putin, Iran, Hezbollah, the Sunni terrorists. They're all bad. They're all evil. They're all genocidal. But I'm more worried about the Western oligarchs. We don't have forces of good to combat that evil. So just because the Russians and the Chinese latch onto the biolabs, it doesn't mean it's not true. It actually is true. And we should be concerned about it, independent of what Russia and China are saying. This is unbelievable. By the way, one more thing that's going to put chills down your spine. This is from foreign... This is from NPR, an article November 30th, 2009, titled Foreign Policy, Ukraine's Phantom Swine Flu. The, 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 remember, this was a swine flu 2009. The global swine flu outbreak has become something of a political football in every country where the pandemic has spread, but Ukraine's response to the virus has achieved a new level of blatant politicization. According to campaign advisor to Yulia Tymoshenko, the Ukrainian prime minister and presidential candidate purposely inflated fears of an ongoing swine flu epidemic to aid her presidential run. And basically, they talk about quarantines. It sounds a lot like the forerunner to this unprecedented lockdowns that we never heard of, but it looks like it was tried in Ukraine in 2009. I'm not saying we definitely have proof that that's connected to everything I just mentioned, but it does make you wonder does make it you wonder um where did the swine flu emanate from where did it emanate from and this all gets back to the point that everything they are doing is violating the nuremberg code violating the nuremberg code they are engaging in genocide. They are treating us like lab rats. They have treated. We have so many people damaged from these shots, from the virus. We know they created it. We know the same people are involved with Ukraine. And we don't have a political party to help us on an investigative level. But we're going to have to do our own work.
So just to go through the magnitude of, of this Holocaust that has been committed against our people, against the world, I mean, it's everywhere. You know, now in the omnibus bill, they have a few billion dollars they earmarked to shove the shots on African countries. <laughs> like, leave them alone. At least most of them skated by without it. Don't push it on them, but they don't care. And again, this has been a modus operandi for so many years. They set up shop in these very weak countries with corrupt leaders, pay them off. Um, they get to money launder things in those countries. And one of those things was this sort of research is what they were doing. But anyway, what's the consequence? What is the consequence? MedPage today. Okay, this is an establishment, you know, medical um, media that has been pushing all the bad stuff from day one. Look at this article. Vaccine researcher who developed tinnitus after COVID shot calls for further study. So, folks, we're not even talking about um, the cancers and the heart issues and the autoimmune and all these things we think. But you look at things that are even considered to be, you know, much more innocuous. They could destroy your life. Imagine having tinnitus forever. Gregory Poland, director of the Mayo Clinic's Vaccine Research Group in Rochester, Minnesota, remains a steadfast vaccination advocate. They, they always have to say that. Even though he developed tinnitus soon after receiving a second dose. A little more than a year ago, Poland was driving back from the hospital after receiving a second shot. When he nearly veered out of his lane, it was like someone suddenly blew a dog whistle in my ear. It had been pretty much unrelenting. Since then, Poland said he's been experiencing what he describes as life-altering tinnitus or ringing in the ear. It occurs in both ears, but it is worse in the left than the right. And basically, he remains a steadfast supporter, yada, yada. Um, but he realizes his life may never be the same and that many others, many others may be grappling with the same reality. Continues to receive emails from other individuals across the country and around the world who say they have also developed tinnitus after COVID vaccination. Poland believes that there may be tens of thousands of people affected in the U.S. and potentially millions worldwide. Think, think about this, folks. How is this not the biggest news item, the biggest public policy thing, because it was pushed and funded and distributed and marketed and partnered by our government more than any product in the history of the world? This is the job of Republicans. Federal, state, how? Here you had the omnibus funding bill for the entire year. You know what I'm saying? I understand they weren't going to fight for policies, but they all love to spend money, at least create a fund for dealing with vaccine injury. How do you deny that? This is, this is open, this is MedPage is admitting this now. It's unbelievable. Talks about how debilitating it is. And now it's finally coming out. Now it's fine. The scope of this problem is insane. Again, you just look at tinnitus. You just look at um, vertigo, myocarditis. I mean, it's endless. This thing is insane. They're worse than Joseph Mengele. Now I want to end off the week with a beautiful piece by Dr. Aaron Curdy. 
He's one of the frontline doctors, but his specialty is bioethics. Um, and he writes an important note. Everyone focuses on the Nuremberg trial, but we had the Nuremberg doctor's trial. And what happened in Germany was instead of seeing afflicted individuals as sick and in need of compassionate medical care, German doctors became agents of a socio-political program driven by a cold and calculated utilitarian ethos. If the social organism was construed as healthy or sick, some individuals were characterized as cancers on the Volk. And what do doctors do with cancers but eliminate them? The first people gassed by the Nazis were not Jews in concentration camps. That came later. But disabled patients and psychiatric hospitals murdered under the Third Reich's T4 euthanasia program. Each of these deaths warrants each of these death warrants was signed by a German physician. Even after the lethal regime turned its attention on Jews and other ethnic minorities, they continued to deploy quasi-public health, health justifications. Recall that the Jews were routine, routinely demonized by the Nazis as spreaders of disease. If physicians serve not the needs of the sick and vulnerable patients, but are agents of a social program, the German example shows us what happens when the social program is misdirected by a corrupt regime. When the atrocities of the Nazi doctors were revealed at the post-war Nuremberg trials, the world rightly condemned German physicians and scientists who participated, that their, reactions, that their actions were illegal under the Nazi regime was not an adequate defense. These doctors were convicted to avoid such disasters in the future, the central principle of research ethics and medical ethics, namely the free and informed consent of the research subject or patients, was that was then clearly articulated in the Nuremberg Code. Here's the first of ten points articulated in the code. The voluntary consent of the human subject is absolutely essential. This means that the person involved should have legal capacity to give consent, should be so situated as to be able to exercise free power over choice without the intervention of any element of force, fraud, deceit, duress, overreaching, or other ulterior form of constraint or coercion should have sufficient knowledge and comprehension of the elements of the subject matter involved as to enable him to make an understanding and enlightened decision. This latter element requires that before the acceptance of an affirmative decision by the experimental subject, there should be made known to him the nature of duration and purpose of the experiment, the method and means by which it is being conducted, all inconvenience and hazards reasonably to be expected, and the effects upon his health or person which may possibly come from his participation in the experiment. And, and that's, that's the number code. We now know that Pfizer knew about thousands, about several thousand adverse categories. 1,200 people died on their watch. We now know that they knew that more people, all-cause mortality, died in the in the placebo group in the trial group of the placebo group. Folks, you tell me who the Nazis are. You tell me who's committing the genocide. You tell me who the good guys are. It's not our government and our institutions. Don't get sucked into the Ukraine narrative. If anything, the fact that they are so abnormally and unnaturally visceral about it demonstrates that they are behind this latest thing and it likely ties all into the original question that we don't have answers to. Who 
created this virus, who is behind it, and how many other things are they working on? And when I say virus, the vaccine and the virus, as you well know, they come in the same form. Two bio-weapons. One was thrown at us as an excuse to tie us down, blocked the treatment for it, and gave a bioweapon. I mean, I will tell you, as, as at the tip of the spear as I am leading the national fight, exposing the vaccines and COVID fascism, I still have not wrapped my heart, emotions, religious beliefs, right, theological, philosophical views on what has just occurred. I still cannot fully comprehend what we already know and what that portends. But again, outcomes at this point always are in God's hands. We have to do everything we can to do what's right. And to do that, we need a pure movement that's completely untethered to the GOP, to the phony conservative movement. We need to start a new movement built on the morality of freedom, informed consent, beginning with medical freedom. In order to do that, we need to get to the bottom of what caused this entire thing to begin with. We will not rest. We will not be distracted. That's why I need you guys to friend this show, like us um, on iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, Google, Stitcher, um, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. It helps on iTunes to give us a five-star rating with a comment because that really shoots us up on the algorithm. We're now in the top 30 on news and commentary. Um, We need to get into the top 10 because some of the others are just a bunch of distractions. This, folks, this is our time. This is our moment. Speak the truth, and then we will get peace. Until next week, God bless you all, and thank you for listening.